Welcome to the Data Savvy Teacher Podcast. My name is Alicia Parker and I'll be your host. This podcast is for anyone who has a role in education and wants to learn how to improve their data using skills. As an educator, you're probably also a lifelong learner. So thanks for making this podcast part of your personal growth. And if you enjoy what you hear, please give it a rating on iTunes or share it with others. This helps more listeners like you find this resource as well. All right, let's get started with today's content. I'm glad you're here today for the third podcast in a mini series on keys to PLC's success. In our first two episodes, we've talked about what a PLC is and what the purpose of a PLC is. Today, we're going to go over some strategies to keep the PLC focused on its definition and purpose. If you've been thinking, gee, all this rhetoric sounds good, but I need to know how to make this a reality, then this episode is for you. If you've been part of a PLC in a school, you may be familiar with the experience of having the PLC conversation stall out on topics like student behavior, school policies, or team management issues like field trips, supply ordering, or any other off-topic discussion. As we've discussed in our last episode, the purpose of a PLC is to improve student achievement and improve teacher effectiveness. But how do we keep the PLC focused to get to that increased student achievement and increased teacher effectiveness goals? And one of the best tools a PLC can use is a protocol. This can be a discussion protocol or a data analysis protocol or a reflection protocol. There are all kinds of protocols PLCs can use. By formal definition, a protocol is a system of rules that explain the correct conduct and procedures to follow. So if you think of that in context of a PLC, a protocol is a written series of questions to answer or directions to follow that keep the PLC on target and focus on the purposes of the PLC time. And one of my favorite resources for protocol templates is the website www.schoolreforminitiative.org. This website has free PLC protocols to address all kinds of discussion. Let's walk through an example of one. And since this is the Data Savvy Teacher podcast, let's explore a protocol on talking about data. This protocol is found on the School Reform Initiative website and it's titled Data Driven Dialogue. It was developed by the Teacher Development Group in 2022. So imagine you're in your PLC and you and your colleagues have not yet seen the results of your recent common assessment. Now I realize it's 2023 and the chances of you not seeing the results immediately are slim. Many of us use technology to deliver assessments and the feedback is nearly instantaneous. Student-generated responses would take longer, of course, but I bring this up because phase one of this protocol is about predictions. It's about acknowledging your assumptions and committing to being open and honest about the data as well as your preconceptions. The protocol outlines some sentence starters, things like, I assume, I predict, I wonder, my questions and expectations are influenced by, and some possibilities for learning that this data may present are, does your PLC provide the time to do this before getting started? The protocol suggests that you do this individually and privately. And can you see how it might be helpful to approach a data dialogue by first asking these questions and acknowledging the answers of these questions to yourself? It helps create an honest, open space for thinking about data. Phase two of this protocol is beginning to mark up the data. Now, English teachers get this because it's a lot like annotating a text. 
The idea is to work in groups, highlighting, grouping, using colors or sticky notes or charts or calculations or whatever makes most sense for your PLC and your data to begin to analyze this data. I do this with my college students by having them highlight scores in three color bands, and I let them choose the cut points. I've used Excel, note cards, chart paper, and whiteboards to do this. This part is very fluid based on what experience and what data your PLC has, but it's critical that you get your hands dirty, so to speak, by really grappling with the data. Categorize it, trend it, color it, chart it, whatever it takes to begin to see patterns, holes, and meaning. Does your PLC do this? Or does it get stuck in conversations about why kids don't do well and then go to attendance or lack of parental support or administrative interruptions and suddenly your time is over? You have to stay focused on the task so you can get to the meat of phase three and phase four. Phase three is making observational statements. This is a fact-finding phase. In this phase, you eliminate any sentence that tries to explain. PLC members take turns saying and recording sentences that start with, I observe that. Some patterns or trends I noticed are, I can count. I'm surprised to see. And this is where you might say something like, I see that 75% of the students missed the questions on standard X. Or, 90% of the students who had top reading scores last year missed the questions we asked on identifying the theme. In doing this, you don't propose the reasons, just the facts. Phase four is the final phase, and it's advised that this is done first individually and privately. This is the phase where you begin to generate explanations or propose reasons. And in doing so, you may also find that you have data gaps and need additional data to fully explain the patterns. The protocol suggests these sentence starters for the individual think time. I believe the data suggests blank because blank. Additional data that would help me verify or confirm my explanation is fill in the blank. I think the following are appropriate solutions or responses that address the needs implied in the data. Now, after generating some of these thoughts, the PLC should engage in sharing these out and having a productive dialogue. The facilitator should gather and summarize the thinking of the participants and lead a final discussion on next steps. What implications does this lead to for teaching and learning? When followed, according to the template, this protocol can take between 60 and 90 minutes. So if needed, it could be split into two sessions. Now compare this to your PLC experiences. Does your PLC have a structured approach to looking at data? Do you ask the same type of questions no matter what the data is? Remember, this protocol started with acknowledging assumptions, then moved to annotation, classifying, grouping, and connecting, then fact-finding, and finally inference-making. Which of these steps does your PLC do well? Which of these steps does your PLC skip? And if you're looking for keys to PLC success, I can't stress this enough. Protocols are essential. And they might seem foreign at first, even stiff, rigid, or confining. But if you commit to using them as a tool with the purposes in mind of increasing student achievement and teacher effectiveness, your investment into trying something new will pay off. We'll explore more keys to PLC success next time. But for now, I hope you are looking forward to trying a PLC protocol. And if you're dialoguing about data, let me just say, may the data be ever in your favor.